You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I want to start off this show with a question. What do you think is one of the biggest, sexiest services in dentistry today? Think about that for a second, because whether you're online in a bunch of Facebook groups or just talking to other colleagues, this has been my finding. It's that dental implants has become a huge topic of conversation among the general dentists. And, you know, let's be honest, this isn't something that's you know, brand new or anything like that. But I just feel like more and more people are starting to get into implant dentistry because one, I think they just find it fun. It's something that's, you know, a new challenge for them. Um, the, the, the outcome, the results, all of those things. But I think you can also, you know, put it, it's a very profitable service for a dental practice, especially when you have the competition that's out there today. And, and let's be honest, it's so competitive and so that's what I want to talk about today, and this is something that I frequently will will bring up from time to time again is dental implants and how you can, one, you know, start placing them in your practice, but two, there's a difference from being able to offer the service than actually getting patients to move forward with treatment, and this is something that's going to be a lifelong process when you're learning about it's sales. At the end of the day, it's sales. And you got to know how to talk to the patient. You got to know how to present the case. You got to know that each patient's different. And the way that you, you know, approach that may somewhat be a shell of the same thing, but also differently based on, you know, the emotions that you're triggering from that person and the way you present. So that's what we're going to talk about today with one of my favorite guests, Dr. Adam Kimowitz, a good friend of mine. He is a dentist in Denville, New Jersey, and Dr. Adam has been placing implants for a number of years now. His dad's been placing them there in the practice for you know decades, and uh, he knows a thing or two about dental implants, let me tell you. And I met Adam a couple years ago. He's a client of mine, you know, like I said, a friend of mine, and Dr. Adam is uh, you know really good about case presentation, and it, he knows how to get patients to realize their current situation, move them into the ideal situation that they want to be in. And he is the gap that bridges all of that together. So in this episode, we're going to revisit some things that we talked about one time before, but we're also going to bring up a few new things about how you can actually start closing more people on implants, getting that, uh, you know, those big cases into your practice and how you can tie all these, these things together to ultimately become an implant practice. And so without further ado, here's my interview with Dr. Adam Kimowitz, a Denville dentist. All right, everybody. I'm really excited because we have for the second time, I believe this is the first time we've had a returning guest to the podcast, Dr. Adam Kimowitz uh, from Denville, New Jersey. However, I believe he's joining us from sunny Arizona right now in mid-January, which I'm sure that's a little bit of a, a difference, Adam, from New Jersey mid-January to Phoenix, Arizona area mid-January. It's much more hospitable here. A little, <laughs> little bit warmer than what I'm used to. It's supposed to snow like about, I think, like a foot or something. So I'm, I'm happy to be leaving that behind. 
Yeah, so he is uh, taking time away from his, uh, his vitamin D to join us here for the podcast. So really excited about this. And for those of you who listen to the you know, longtime listeners and listen to the first episode with Adam, uh, dental implants is Adam's go-to service to his patients and very involved. I can't even keep up, Adam, with all the different things that you do. Um, but I do, you know, he's obviously, a, he's a faculty member at the American Academy Implant Dentistry's uh, DC Maxi course. So I do know that one for certain, uh, as well as does a lot of different other things. So really happy to have him back on the podcast. And what we're going to talk about specifically today is for some of you that I've, I've gotten this question a few different times uh, through my Facebook group is like, how do you build a specialty practice? So if it's whether it's dental implants or maybe it's TMJ, whatever the case may be, you want to build a specialty and become known for that. And Adam is somebody who has done that with dental implants and his practice and the community. And so Adam, first off, I just want to know, uh, when was it that you and your father, Hal, when did you two kind of like decide that was going to be what you were going to be known for in the, in the community? Well, you know, my, my father's been practicing implant dentistry for 30 years. Right. And he was started at a time, it's a very different landscape now, right, than it than it was back then. You know, at the time when he did it, it was really considered voodoo, right? And 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 the opportunities for education were minimal. So wherever the education was, you flew and you went, and there were maybe a handful of courses and people doing it. And and the not only with the technology, but the, the clinical practice was much more in its infancy than it is now. So the opportunities now are just so vast, not just in terms of clinical resources, but also business guidance in terms of and, and, and uh, clinical systems and, and mechanisms for training staff. There's so much out there, you know, so really realize, you know, what, what I went into this was that this was really, um, this, is, uh, this is my passion. You know, I, I didn't graduate from dental school and say, I wanna be an implant dentist. I wanna be an implantologist or I wanna go into implant dentistry. Um, but one of the things I did witness with my father was just the outcomes that he was able to provide for people who, in essence, they would have prior to implant dentistry be relegated to a denture or a partial, or I hate to use the word cripple, but in essence, you know, it's imagine having to walk around with your hands cut off and having to live life. You know, it's for these patients that are implant candidates, whether it be single tooth, front tooth, back teeth, um, the whole mouth, they walk through life with so much psychological trauma beyond just physical trauma of nutrition and, and, and speech, right? So psychologically, they don't connect with people the way they used to. They're not confident. They have such baggage. So I, I, I felt for me there was the most rewarding was working with these people and really giving them an opportunity to have complete restoration. I don't mean dental restoration, but restoration of their dignity, restoration of their function, restoration of things that provided them a, a psychological infusion of, of, of rejuvenation. And, and what I mean by rejuvenation is they never thought that they'd have this again. These people really feel like we've turned back time for them. And it allows them to reconnect with family, with, with, with coworkers. It allows them to look at the world differently, smile, speak with confidence. So for me, you know, the pinnacle, and I, I know this sounds very idealistic, you know, the pinnacle of this for me was just seeing a few patients early on with my father's 
treatment and then getting into it myself and just seeing the outcomes and the hugs that I got from these patients, right? Because yeah, it, it is a fairly lucrative avenue in dentistry. And, and listen, I think some people go into this profession for multiple reasons. Listen, we all like to earn a living and we have to you know, be able to provide food for our families. But for me, the reward of being able to just really do awesome things for people you don't find that in a lot of professions and it became infectious for me. And you know what? I didn't want to just dabble in it, you know, and implant dentistry, especially full arch is, you know, it's, it's high stakes dentistry, you know, a lot can go wrong. So I, I, I took it upon myself. I said, you know what? I want to be as good as I can. I want to be the best I can. And I knew that wasn't going to just happen overnight. So I immersed myself in, 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 in clinical courses in reading up on it, talking to patients, explaining to folks, the best that I can, what we can and can't do, listening to people a lot smarter than myself. And little by little, you know, things started to unfold to where primarily what, what I do every day is, is implant dentistry. And then when you do that, you have also in your practice, you, you create a sense of leadership that your staff can rally around. If they're wonderful, great staff that believe in the mission, it's easy to build an organization. You know, we don't necessarily hire for skill. We hire for personality. You know, so, so if you want to create it, um, and I, I don't want to sound cliche, but if you build it, it will come. If you really just focus on developing yourself professionally, um, you can make it happen. I, I truly believe because if I can do it, I mean, if I can do it, so can anyone else. Um, I, I look at myself as a, a as a goof <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but, but you know, because I guess you you got to laugh at everything. But you also this this is very serious. You know, the, you have. There's so many, I'm going to use another fancy word, multifactorial components here, meaning the clinical skills need to match up. The empathy skills need to match up. Leadership skills need to match up. Business skills need to match up. All of, there's so many pieces to this puzzle that make for a successful practice. And, you know, and humility, learning, being able to be super self-critical, um, being able to evaluate, being able to listen to people, also knowing what cases to accept and what not to accept setting the bar with patience as far as communication, as far as what's reasonable and what's not. And then, and then just putting yourself out there in the community, making yourself emotionally available to these people. These are anxious patients, right? They get my cell phone. Um, I talk to them. I text them. There's problems. They, they, I, I want them to talk to me, not Google. And I'll give another advice to doctors. Uh, social media is a great outlet and, and it's excellent for developing business. But you know, instead of being on Facebook during the day, right? Read more, Implant literature, interact, you know, do more clinical courses. Immerse yourself in the, that field, in the content. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? Don't worry about what the next person's doing. You know, just, just what, you, what you should be doing with the next person is patting on the back for their successes and, and saying that, you know what, failures happen not being so judgmental. Because, you know, that's, that's been what's been my biggest turnoff with Facebook. And I think it's, it's like a double-edged sword. Our, our, all the social media, it's, it's a wonderful avenue to, to really see what others are doing and learn. But on the other hand, too, like, you know, if you're going to be critical of someone, the universe is going to come back and slap you in the face and humble you. Um, so, listen, we've all been in tough situations. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'd rather see us as a, as a profession come at this unified as opposed to divided. So, you know, and the, and the next person's success has nothing to do with yours. Just be happy for them. So, you know, at the end of the day, find mentors, find great teachers, find people that you want want to model yourself after and just learn from them, you know, and immerse yourself in education. And for me, the biggest, I know I'm just going off um, and not, and not giving you a chance to ask another question, but the biggest pearl for me was when I became an educator. 
So, you know, so as uh, I, I'm, I'm involved with the Maxi course, very involved with the American Academy of Implant Dentistry. Um, I went the credentialing route. Um, so in the state of New Jersey, um, I believe that from what I've been told, I can advertise myself as a specialist or as board certified in, um, as by the American Board of Oral Implantology. And one of the things that I was able to do, we were named New Jersey Top Dentist, and they do, uh, New Jersey Magazine does a, a poll every year where they question your peers. And this last year was the first year, and I think I was the first person, who's actually able to list implant dentistry as a specialty, and they approved it, which is really great. It's huge. Wow. Um, you know, and, you know, at, at the at the end of the day, it's just, you know, what do you want to do? And this is what I want to do. And I've just made it happen. And I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and just not stopping. Well, and you've re- and you've built that you've you've built that that castle, so to speak, where you you're known as as the implant practice in that area. And a lot of people are wanting to start out with that. You know, obviously, I think the first thing is you know, you got to make up your mind. You know, this is something that you want to do. This is something you're passionate about, interested in. But the second part that you touched on was the education side of it. And this is where I hear people get hung up at times because. Let's face it, in, in the day and age that we live in, there is so much information out there, too much information at times where it's hard to just start, right? It's like, where do you even start? And so this is going to be a question for, for people that I think will be really beneficial, Adam, is uh, what, are, what is something that you need to look for when you're looking for a course, specifically uh, when play, you know, learning to place implants? What's something that you need to look at when you're going to you know, take a course and, and learn that? What are some things people need to be aware of? Um, I, I'm biased a little bit, but I'll tell you this. Any course, I mean, I'm biased with the Maxi courses. I'm here with uh, the Implant Pathway. I'm faculty with Justin Moody. I'm the clinical director of the um, DC Maxi course, faculty at New York Maxi course with John Minichetti and uh, DC with Bernie Dunson. But here's the, here's the ultimately any program that makes it not about placing implants, but more so about diagnostic aspect of implant dentistry, that we can't treat any, anybody can place an implant in, 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 a, in a jaw, in, in an upper or lower jaw, in, in a model. You know, we could teach anyone. I could teach my nine-year-old how to do it. It's not that, it's really understand, it's not about just the implant. People don't want implants, they want teeth. I know people say that what they want is they, I, I always talk to my patients and say they want aesthetics, phonetics, and function, right? They want to chew, they want to smile, right? And they want to speak properly, you know, at the end of the day, right? And they don't want to think about it and they want to go about it with as little drama as possible, right? So for us to be able to build something complex and do something complex, we need to understand what we're working with. So any course that gives us the holistic picture on how to achieve that is a great course. So anybody can go to the Dominican Republic and place 20 implants. What they don't see in that course is the whole continuum of prosthetic restoration, maintenance. You know, there's going to be so many more peri-implantitis cases because we're placing more implants. How do you manage complications? How do you manage people with difficult medical histories? And I think any program that gets people involved in understanding that we're not placing implants, we're dealing with human beings, right? And human beings do have teeth and mouths or lack of teeth, but they're connected to their bodies. And there's a whole slew of things psychologically, systemically, all that, that we need to understand about them before we even touch them, right? And what we need to do is understanding what it is 
from the end in mind, meaning what is the outcome? What, what type of outcome are we trying to achieve? It's that's not something that can take place in a weekend. It's not something that can take place in a year. That, that's a lifetime of, of, of dedication to the craft that is, is just an ongoing, even, even for me, you know, even for people that I, I, I look at as my mentors, it is constantly ongoing, constantly being um, critical of yourself and evaluating your approach and saying, what can I do better? You know, so if they're looking for a program, you know, there are some good starter programs out there. Um, and I, I really don't think you can go wrong where you can go wrong is saying, you know, I did this one program, it was a week or it was a year and I'm done with my implant education. That's the wrong approach. The right approach is, you know, I may not necessarily be ready to take a full year maxi course. So I want to get my feet wet, right? I just want to learn. I'm going to start with implant pathway with Justin Moody, or I'm going to start with, um, another program. But say that I now know what I don't know and now know what I need to know to do more. You know, so I, I, I don't mean to be intentionally vague, but I, I think that the sky is the limit and there's really no, there's no, no limit to education, right? There's, there's, there's never enough. There, even if you do it remotely, watching, watching uh, uh, classes online, that's fine. You know, you don't have to necessarily go all over the world to do it. But just, just don't duck out and be like, I got this, right? I, I think that's, that's a bad place to be. Yeah, and I want to segue that into uh, what you were talking about, which is, you know, anybody can, can place an implant, can get the training, but it's everything that comes along with that. And, and going deeper in when you're conversating with the patient and finding out the why and, okay, like, yes, they have a missing tooth or, the, you know, they don't want to wear dentures anymore. Like, there are so many different scenarios there, but what is it really? Like, it's like it's like the, the, the famous, uh, donkey line off Shrek, you know, it's like the, the ogres are like onions or whatever, you know, peeling back the layers. I mean, essentially that's what you're doing. Um, so I always find this interesting when we have this conversation, Adam, how do you peel back those layers to get to that patient's why? Like, how do you do that? Um, it's tough. I, I, we talked about this in the last podcast. I mean, I, I have a set protocol for every consult that I do. And the first question I ask a patient, I said, is, I know it sounds so simple, but how, how can I help you? You know, what is it that you're looking to do? You know, and typically they don't come to me and say, I want an implant, right? I get to what's, what's brought them into my office, what's gotten them to seek me out. And, and they'll say to me, I'm in pain, or I, I can't chew, or I'm just frustrated with going to the dentist because all I feel like is I'm putting up fires and I'm fixing one problem and then two new problems erupt. So I try to get to the mindset of these patients and understand what it is. I don't, I don't get technical with them. I understand what it is that, that's brought them out here. So what they're looking for are not an implant per se, they're looking for an outcome. And I try to get to the point of what that outcome is in the first five minutes. So that's peeling the layer. So once you get that, you can then get your chief complaint in, 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 a, in a very deep, you know, somebody says to you, I want implants. And then, okay, and then you come at them and say, okay, we're going to place five. Are you ready to go? You know, you, you, don't, you don't create value there. Value creation is, I think, key in the eyes of the patient in that you're creating value for the basis of trust, for the basis of trust for them to open up themselves to you to treat them. And that's a very, that's a very um, sacred relationship, the doctor-patient relationship, where they can trust you to, to really transform them. So at that point, we try to create some context. And I say, what, tell me what you know about dental implants. You know, and they'll tell me what they know or they'll tell me, I don't know much. And I said, do you mind if we do a quick 
five minute 101 implant 101 so what that does is i have i have a you know a set of visuals presentation models everything else that kind of gives us some common language again we're not even talking about them yet you know so i talk about sinus lifts bone grafts implants types of teeth materials so we're, we're getting from emotional now technical right we're going right brain left brain and then at that point what they're thinking in their head is oh they're formulating their own treatment plan in their head not that technically they're saying oh yeah you know do i um, could i live with removable or could i live with fixed what you know what kind of teeth do I oh he's talking about bone graft oh yeah i know that i have like you know i have this area that's sunken and i may need a bone graft you know so at that point when you create the context for any type of treatment plan, they understand the language that you're going to be bringing to them, right? That's value creation right there. On, on top of that, I also have a few minutes after that of people, I, I recommend anybody does every implant case that anybody has, take photos before, take photos after, okay? And take every radiograph possible, put it in a PowerPoint presentation or, or a keynote or whatever it is. So odds are you're going to have a patient present similarly. And what I mean by that, somebody comes in for a consultation and they have a certain condition. I can now say to this person, you know, I, I know five other people just like you that we've helped. And let me just tell you their story, right? Let me tell you their story. So this is, this is Jane. She was Jane. Uh, we finished Jane's treatment about four years ago. Jane's doing great. But this is what, um, this is what we did for what Jane looked like beforehand. This is her situation. This is, um, this is her. She was in pain. She chew. She barely even could make eye contact with us when we first talked to her. And, you know, this person's thinking, you know, I have the same problem as Jane, right? You're creating a human factor here with these patients, right? You're, again, we're treating humans. We're not treating jaws. We're not treating robots. We're treating humans. So it's the humanistic side to this. So I have a library of patients that I can relate to my consultations. And I also have a library of patients that are willing to speak to potential patients that are going to be going through. It's one thing to hear from a doctor. It's another thing to hear from another patient, right? So, so these patients are these prospective patients that are interested in, you know, in-depth treatment. I tell them like, listen, I, I have a bunch of people that are willing to talk to you. If you have any questions, you know, I'd prefer you, you know, whether you ask me or I can put you in touch with them as opposed to Google stuff, right? I, I really would prefer you not Google stuff or like put things out there, you know, on Facebook or whatever it is, because you may not get good answers. For people yeah. that have through it, because you know what people put out on Facebook or Google or is, you know, there's more complaining than positive. Otherwise, you know, and 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 the stuff that's out there, and I don't want to say it's propaganda, but it's a lot of stuff that the doctors put out there. And these patients don't want to hear doctors from an experiential standpoint. They want to hear other people with similar experiences that have had wins, right? They want to hear they want to hear winning. You know, they want to hear happy endings, right? They want to hear wins and and positive stories. So we share that. And then what we do at that point, and this is about at the 20 minute mark. I then say to them, would you like to discuss an individual treatment plan? At that point, we do any imaging. I do a, I do a quick exam. And I say to them, um, after that, these are potential options for you. If they're looking to really move ahead with a particular treatment, you then schedule a workup appointment of which there's, a, uh, there's, 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 there's about an hour to two hours, depending on the type of treatment that we work them up. If it's straightforward, obviously they're they're less challenging. But the uh, and we've and we, what we've also done is that we don't create new treatment plans every time. You know, typically an implant patient, there's a set amount of treatment plans for certain types of implant treatments. So what we do is what we can um, compartmentalize, or we can create a protocol for a particular presentation. 
we have standard operating procedures for that. In my front desk, I have code that I give to my front desk and I say, you know, we just did this console, it's this over this, upper arch over this, or we're doing this here. And then they, they know how to present the case from a financial standpoint. And I, I, I truly, truly will ask doctors to not discuss finances with the patient if they can. Um, sometimes they do. For me, I, I like to leave that to um, someone else because it can become antagonistic. Yeah. Right. It, it, so I, I want it to be that my my role is the caregiver, right? My role is the is 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 the doctor that's going to be providing the solution, and the business side of it is discussed with another point person in the office. And and we also have an implant coordinator, so we've built an an ecosystem to support the function of of being an implant practice. That's that's the the final tier that I want to hit in here in this interview is creating that ecosystem and and having someone who knows how to talk finances with the patient. I, you know, you've t- you're one of many who have told me that is essential is have somebody else talk price. Um, how I mean, do you have any recommendations on? you know, staff, like how do you uh, get the team on board with this? And is there a particular training that you have them do? Uh, what What's kind of the recommendation there? Because I'll literally get people coming to me and say, okay, how do we bring this up to a patient? And I'm like, well, uh, that's a great question. So to you, Adam, how how, how do you train your team to, to handle that? Honestly, the biggest key, and you can't train for this, some of the time is empathy, right? You need empathetic listeners first, not necessarily the finance, but let's talk about the life cycle of an implant patient, right? What happens? Before they even call your office, they either come to your office through a referral, they come to your office through, um, through a referral, whether it's from a friend or from some type of review or some type of paid advertising, they call your office. Right? And, they, and, and there's something that got them to make a phone call or a click or, or, or text or whatever it is. Something got them to do that. On the other end, you know, so they're going to ask a couple questions. How much does an implant cost? I know I need one. They're going to say, you know, um, I need implants. I want to find out. They're going to say all these different things. And what we have to train our staff is saying is not just give a price over the phone or just say, oh, this is what, you know. This is what you need. We need to get our staff to say, well, what's, what is it that makes you feel you need an implant? Is it, and I have them say this when they answer the phone, are you having trouble chewing? You know, are you, are you upset with your appearance? Like why, 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 why now? And they want to know. So they qualify these people. You know, why, 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 why do you feel like you need one? And, and, and what is it that you're looking to achieve? So they'll answer that question and then they'll get it in about one minute you know, a lot of times patients want to share their life story with you. So they do that on the phone. We also listen to all of our recorded phone calls. We use Weave. Okay. And my staff will tell them, you know, so instead of saying how much, we, when they say how much, say, well, we can't give you that now, but we'll give you an idea of what it is you need. So before we even decide what it is that we're going to do, we need to get to know you better and see if that this is a good fit for you treatment-wise. So they'll then come in. And then my staff knows how to intake them when they come in. And then again, we went over the consultation. And then what I do is I propose whatever treatment they need. And my staff has all the built in. We have, a, we have again, protocols for it. It's all built in. And then I have a, an implant coordinator and I have a financial coordinator. 
Um, and they can be one and the same. They don't have to, you don't need to hire multiple people. You just need to know that there's someone that will own the process outside of the operatory and understand how to talk with these folks, right? And then have the ability to understand that some of these patients are high anxiety. They're spending a lot of money on this treatment. So some of these people, you know, that some of our patients, these are not wealthy people. They're, they're, they're people that are so affected by their condition that they're willing to spend quite a bit, even dip into 401ks, savings, home equity loans, and that's a huge, when I say high stakes, that is a huge responsibility on our part, right? Because it's such a disability for them. It's such a, um, it's such a, 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 a powerful force in their life that's preventing them from truly achieving their potential. We have to, we have to be sensitive to that fact. And our, and our staff has to shift out of the insurance mindset of, um, are we getting reimbursed 50 cents or a dollar here? But realize that these people are spending a lot of money, you know, that if the, that we can't squabble with them. So what I always say with fees is our fee is our fee. If you need two appointments, great. If you need five, great. If you need one x-ray, great. If you need 10, great. If you need another visit to adjust something, great. It's all part of it. So they need to know that they're going to be a not taken, <laughs> taken. They need to know that they're going to get a tremendous value from whatever it is that they're, they're paying for. And they're also going to be kept safe. And they're also going to not be judged. And a huge part about that, when I say empathy, is my staff cannot be judgmental of these folks. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people come into dental offices where people, patients, prospective patients, and even current patients have said, you know, you're not going, you know, you're the worst mouth I've ever seen. And I'm going to be the worst mouth you've ever seen. And my other dentist shamed me. And I, and I say to these people, no, listen, we don't judge in this office. We don't shame you. So you have to stop judging yourself and you have to stop shaming yourself because, you know, at the end of the day, you're here and you want to put an end to that. So that's over now. Let's stop relishing and, 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 um, and dwelling on all these things that you don't like about yourself. But let's focus on what you want for yourself. So that really, it gets them, you know, we see, I see eyes light up. And we didn't even touch them yet, right? So these patients... They don't want implants. They want a office that understands them. It's going to be empathetic. It's going to keep them safe. It's going to own their problems if problems do and complications occur. And they also want an office that's going to, and this is where we get into the front office. Every treatment we get, it doesn't just get a, a fee in what we're doing. It gets a timeline. It gets a project plan. It tells the patient approximately how many visits, what's going to happen during that visit, that duration of time. And I tell them, I can't control a few things. I can't control biology. I just have to respect it. So that has to do with healing time. The other thing is I say is I can't control how long it takes to get things back from the lab. I just know that that's the time frame. So if it's a complex treatment and it say takes seven or eight appointments, they have a list of that and they say, Oh yeah, I know. So everybody's on the same page again, before I'm even touching. So that makes them feel safe. It makes them feel that there's organization around treatment and it's not just up in the air and it demonstrates competency and leadership, you know, and Shane, you asked getting back to where we started in the beginning, it's just a function of time and learning and doing enough of anything. You do enough of anything. You either quit and say, not for me, or you keep pushing forward, getting better from your mistakes, looking at everything as learning experience and just never giving up and just keep, you know, fighting the fight, you know, and that's, that's, uh, you know, 
I'm simplifying it, but that's that's kind of how it is. That's the bottom line. It's just if you, if you you want to do it bad enough, you're going to commit to it, and you're going to. And at the end of the day, like you said, you do it enough times, you learn from enough people, you continue educating yourself on the subject, and learning from those who are having success with it. You're you're going to you know, you're going to pick up on things, and you're going to do a really great job. So I know that we're kind of wrapping up here on on time. So one of the things I want to just circle back to, we we hit on education a little bit. And uh, Adam, you actually, uh, you'd mentioned it earlier, I had mentioned it as well. Um, You're a faculty member for uh, Maxi Course in Washington, DC. I know that uh, you have uh, a few more openings left for that. You want to tell the listeners uh, in case they're we're starting that implant journey about the the Maxi Course uh, briefly here and, um, you know, how they can learn more about that. So the Maxi course is probably one of the most comprehensive programs out there that if somebody's really looking to get serious about this, there are a lot of other clinical courses that you can take before or after, but it's a full year. Okay. It's at, it's in Washington, DC. I'm the uh, clinical director and uh, Dr. Bernie Dunson is the director of the program. So I'm kind of his Lieutenant and he's kind of the Admiral. Um, there is a cadaver program there's, we had, I think, about four or five live patient sessions last year where we did, uh, we did, we did arches, singles, sinus lifts, prosthetic planning, uh, ridge splitting. We did, we really did some advanced stuff, but you don't have to be advanced. We've had some people who've never even placed an implant before placed it first, and we've had advanced folks, and we work with people on that level. But one of the things that we did is we were able to create the environment as to how to look at these cases in a critical way, not just in a mechanical way, not just in a way of where we're carpenters, but really in the way that we're doctors, the way that we're dentists, and really how to evaluate the needs of the patients from a biological, from a clinic, you know, clinical, prosthetic, surgical, from a holistic approach. So it really gives you such a tremendous background that people coming out of this program have such a leg up from the kind of, I, I hate to use the word weekend warrior, but some of the, some of the other programs that just think implant dentistry is about placing. And I, and I don't want to simplify it, but there's so much involved. Um, I think prosthetics um, this really gives a crown down approach, meaning about creating an end in mind and then planning appropriately from there. That's, we, we, we develop minds because at the end of the day, it's not the implant, it's not the bone graft material, it's not the drills that you use. It's the, 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 the key asset here, right, is the doctor. The key asset here is the, is the person that's behind the tools, the person that's using the tools. It's the, not the car, it's the driver. You know, we are the asset, our time, and, and, and our contribution to helping others. That's the key here. And, 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 and the program is developed to help build people into responsible implantologists that safely treat people. One of the other beautiful things with the program is that it provides the academic requirement for credentialing. So, you know, going through all these programs, we want to be able to demonstrate to the public that there are bona fide credentials out there that sets us apart and says that, you know, we've taken time to invest in ourselves and we've earned this credential, whether it be associate fellow, fellow, or diplomat status, that there's a level of experience that someone who's credentialed has versus someone who's not. And it's a way of protecting the public to say that there's there been educational standards met, as you would. So anybody can't just be a dentist. You have to graduate dental school, get a degree, you know, and, and same thing. And anybody can, anybody though with a dental degree 
anybody can place implants. Um, anybody can restore implants. But there is a lot of difference between a qualified practitioner and just someone who's dabbling, you know, or someone that's just not qualified. And they think as the public's getting smarter and smarter, they're going to want to know, you know, these credentials matter. And I think um, you should be rewarded for your efforts. And these, this program affords that. So it's, um, it's, it's really, for me, I did my first maxi course, oh my gosh, nine or 10 years ago. Um, and it's, you know, it just for there, it became infectious. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that every participant has said that it's professionally life-changing. And again, I'll be happy to give my cell phone out to anybody that um, would be interested in, in, in having any questions about it or even talking to other participants. But it's really, um, it's, 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 I've never had anybody say to me out of all, because I, I teach at a few maxi courses, I've never had anybody say to me they regret doing it right? It's really helped them sharpen up not only their clinical skills, but their ability to communicate with their patients. Because at the end of the day, even if we can do this mechanically, if we can't articulate it to our staff and our patients, we're not going to be doing it, right? Absolutely. And we're not building offices that can support it. It's not happening. So it, it, it really helps. It really, really helps. And uh, it has been magical. So yeah, no. And I encourage everybody to, to check that out if, if you get a chance and you can go over to dcmaxicourse.com and uh, you can click uh, on there and talk about um, looking at the DC Maxi course. There's a tab up at the top and you can find out all the information that you will need. The next class opens up in, uh, we'll be starting in March actually. So registration is underway right now, right? Yes, it is underway right now. All right. Now. So go check that out, everybody. Adam, Thank you so much for being back on here again. I'm sure we'll be hearing from Adam again uh, down the road as well. So we really appreciate your time. Yes. So sorry if I've been a little tired or so I've just been traveling for about six hours and um, waited on the TSA line for a little longer because of the, uh, the uh, government shutdown. So hopefully that'll end soon. But, uh, you know, here's the truth. I, I'll put myself out there to anybody. If you are seriously considering this and you say, you know, I want to do this or I want to develop more and you really, I mentor so many people. Um, I have so many mentors and I'd be nothing without the people that have guided me. So I'm putting this out there. If anybody has any questions, anytime, you know, Shane knows how to get in touch with me. I'd be happy to talk to you on the phone. And uh, I just wish you, anybody who's listening to this, just, just every success, every bit of success, happiness, um, and, and, and understand that you're not the only one struggling through this. We're all going through this together and that, uh, you know, you can do this. You definitely can do this. Absolutely. Cut through the noise, find clarity. And that's something that you'll certainly yeah. find here. And I, yeah, I can't recommend them uh, more, you know, any more than, than I have the great, great course and uh, definitely be put, putting a link down below. If you guys are listening, you can check that out and send you over to the DC max course site. And then also if you want to get in touch with Adam, you can always of course reach out to me. There's a link to my website there and I will make sure to make that happen. All right, so that again, you know, that's one of these episodes that you want to go back and listen to a couple of times to really pick up on everything. I suggest, you know, listening to it, taking notes, because Adam is somebody who can, you know, help you move forward with placing more implants in your practice. And so if you would like to reach out to Dr. Adam Kimowitz, you can actually click the link below and you will be sent to uh, my page and you can you know always reach out to me and I can get you in contact with Adam. And also if you're interested in the DC Maxi course that begins in March of 2019, so it's coming up, there's a few spots left. You can still get into that with 
Dr. Adam Kimowitz is one of the faculty members. Dr. Bernie Dunson uh, is the you know vice chair of the AAID, and he is a faculty member with that. So you really need to go check that out. I'll have the link below. It's the DC Maxi course. The link will be in the details here. I highly, highly, highly suggest you check that out because it's one of the better programs that are out there. There are many good programs out there for implant dentistry, but this is one of those top-notch programs that you definitely want to check out if this is something that you're interested in, whether or not you've been placing implants, never placed implants, or just wanting to kind of up your game. It's something that you should definitely look forward to. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry podcast. Be sure to subscribe. We would love that if you could subscribe to the podcast. And if you need some dental marketing and grow your practice with some proven dental marketing techniques and strategies, always reach out to us, crimsonmediagroup.com. Link will be in the details as well for that. We love growing dental practices and helping dentists build freedom online through proven marketing. And with that being said, I am out of here. I will be in Phoenix, Arizona. I cannot wait. It's one degrees here in Indianapolis as I'm recording this today. I'm going to be in Phoenix, Arizona at Voices of Dentistry, where I will be podcasting and putting out content there. And so be uh, sure to look out for that. And otherwise, stay warm out there, folks. And we will be right back here again soon with another episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. Take care, everybody.